Lenten podcast, which is a gift of St. Michael's Episcopal Church in Arlington, Virginia. My name is Beth Franklin. I am the rector at St. Michael's and will be the host of this podcast. In this introductory episode, my hope is to introduce you to the theme of forgiveness and give a bit of context to the litany of reconciliation that comes from Coventry Cathedral, which will be a focal point in our communal prayer life throughout the season. This Lent, we are focusing on the theme of forgiveness for several reasons. The first, and perhaps most obvious, is that it is a core value of our Christian life. Jesus' life is full of examples of forgiving those who seem unforgivable. Jesus' death on the cross brings about the forgiveness of all human sin. As people who follow Christ, forgiveness is both something we receive and a ministry into which we are called. Another reason we are focusing on forgiveness is because it seems like it is in short supply in our society and in our world. Now, I'll let you interpret that however you need to, but suffice to say, it seems like something we could all stand to spend a little time with. Another reason is that um, forgiveness is the topic I get asked about most frequently as a priest. Not the scriptural reasons for why we should forgive, but how to actually live out forgiveness in our daily lives. So it seems there is a practical interest that is worth addressing. Another reason is that it's also been, um, forgiveness has also been on the forefront of my mind as St. Michael's has engaged in conversations with Lomax AME Zion Church over the course of the last year. Our conversations from day one have been with an eye towards racial reconciliation. Now, knowing how to get from here to a place of reconciliation is not easy. But I am clear that the role of the church that is predominantly white must necessarily involve asking for forgiveness. For a variety of reasons, asking for forgiveness is not an easy thing to do. So... I want to spend some time wondering how do we go about seeking forgiveness for past and present racial injustices? Even one more reason why we're focusing on forgiveness. 
The human race has lived through a difficult year. It's been a challenge for each of us for different reasons. And so I also have some curiosity around what it looks like to practice forgiveness with ourselves. There are many different entry points for you to consider this work of forgiveness. My hope is that this series of conversations and and personal reflections might meet you wherever it is that you are on your journey with forgiveness. I do want to spend a little bit of time sharing my experience of the litany of reconciliation that is featured on our communal pocket practice this Lent and which you will hear recited at the end of every episode. It is also a story that constantly compels me to think about forgiveness in an incredibly practical way. The beautiful cathedral in Coventry, England was destroyed in the Second World War, as much of this working as was much of this working class town outside of London. On November 14, 1940, there was an air raid on Coventry, and the all clear was not sounded until 11 hours after the air raid signals went off. Some 36,000 incendiary devices were dropped that night. As you can imagine, the cathedral went up in flames. The provost at the time, Dick Howard, um, had been on the roof of the cathedral the night before with many parishioners and buckets of water trying to salvage their beautiful sanctuary. The next day, he walked into the ruins and said the most extraordinary thing. We will rebuild, not as a sign of hope, but as a sign of peace. We will rebuild as a sign of hope and as a sign of peace. The extraordinary thing about his message is that it was not retaliatory, but hopeful. A couple of days later, he wrote on the ruins of the cathedral wall, and and some say perhaps even in soot from the ashes that had fallen, he wrote, Father, forgive. Many have asked at the time and since then, why not say, Father, forgive them? Now, them could have meant the leaders who brought about this war. It could have meant the soldiers who flew the planes, who dropped the bombs that destroyed their cathedral and their town. It could have meant their own government who didn't prevent the destruction from happening. There is no end to the list of people who could have been blamed for all that was wrong in the world at the time. So when the provost was asked, why not say, Father, forgive them? The dean's response was, only Christ can say that. Only Christ can say, Father, forgive them. His point was that we are all complicit in the destruction that plagues the world. Those two words, Father, forgive, and the refusal to point the finger of blame set the trajectory for the ministry of Coventry Cathedral. Six weeks later, Provost Howard delivered the BBC Christmas broadcast from the ruins of the cathedral. He celebrated communion in the small chapel in the basement and delivered these memorable words. Our challenge to you, no matter how hard it may be, is to banish all thoughts of revenge and retaliation. Reconciliation not revenge, has been the story ever since. The community at Coventry have become leaders in an international ministry of reconciliation. The symbol that has come to represent this work of reconciliation is a cross of nails. After the destruction 
a local priest was wandering through the ruins and found three loose nails and bound them together in the shape of a cross. It was a symbol of God's presence in the midst of the most unimaginable destruction, literally picked up from the ruins of the cathedral came this symbol of resurrection. Now, there is an obvious connection to Christ's encounter with nails on the cross that makes this symbol particularly poignant. The architect who built the new cathedral came up with an inspired design that stands adjacent to the ruins of the old cathedral. In order to enter the beautiful new sanctuary, worshipers must journey through the ruins of the old cathedral. From the new cathedral, you can see the destruction of the old. This represents the journey from destruction to healing to hope. It also represents the journey from the cross to resurrection to the promise of Christ in glory eternally. The physical journey that worshipers and visitors take at Coventry reminds us to find our place in our Christian journey that follows this same path. The words from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 18 and 19, have become the cornerstone of Coventry Cathedral. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and has given us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting the, the message of reconciliation to us. As Paul's letter to the Corinthians reminds us, it's not our job to reconcile the world. God has done that in Christ. Our job is to help people discover what God has already accomplished through Christ. The physical buildings and the historical narrative make this incredibly accessible in Coventry. The power of their witness is to imagine what this journey, invite us to imagine what this journey looks like in our own context. God has given each of us the ministry of reconciliation. The litany that you will hear at the end of the podcast today and with each episode that follows starts and ends with words from the New Testament. I invite you to spend time with it as often as possible during this season of Lent. Maybe you focus on a phrase for a full week, or maybe reciting the litany in its entirety once or twice daily will help reveal the parts of reconciliation that still feel inaccessible to you. One last note, if referring to God as Father makes this feel at all inaccessible, I invite you to substitute the word you are most comfortable using to address God. Thank you so much for joining us on this Lenten journey. God bless. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The hatred which divides nation from nation, race from race, class from class. Father, forgive. The covetous desires of people and nations to possess what is not their own. Father, forgive. The greed which exploits the work of human hands and lays waste the earth. Father, forgive. 
our envy of the welfare and happiness of others. Father, forgive. Our indifference to the plight of the imprisoned, the homeless, the refugee. Father, forgive. The lust which dishonors the bodies of men, women, and children. Father, forgive. The pride which leads us to trust in ourselves and not in God. Father, forgive. Be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ forgave you. i mm-hmm.